Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be how much contact is too much. Well, I've actually got an email here from a woman today, and she writes in about a guy that she's known for about four or five years. She had moved away, and this guy had hit on her, asked her out, but the reason she didn't go out with him originally was because he was the boss of one of her really good friends, and she says she's really loyal and thought it would be inappropriate at the time. Well, she's getting ready to actually move back to town and many years have gone by and she wants to reach out to this guy. She's already sent him an email to a couple of his work email addresses and she also is thinking about sending him a Facebook message but she doesn't want to come off as being weird and creepy. She says she's really successful, multimillionaire, former model, very beautiful. She looks at herself as a alpha female. So I got a quote that I wrote in this topic and then we're going to go through her email. This is something that men and women both struggle with. It's because like when you think about it, what do you see on TV and the movies all the time? If you like somebody, just pester the shit out of them and then they'll fall in love with you. Obviously, you try that in real life and you end up with a restraining order. So the quote says, it's much more fun and effortless to date only people who have a high level of enthusiasm to spend time with you. Sometimes it is, it is possible to raise a potential lover's low interest to become high interest with time and effort, but if you really feel like you are a catch, know you are a catch and act like a catch, would you really want to spend your time with someone you have to convince of your own amazingness? I think not. The best relationships with the strongest bonds and connection happen where both people really place a high value on spending time together and like each other from the moment they meet. Trying to be liked or to get the attention of other people who do not freely give it is demeaning and disrespectful to yourself. It's only once you recognize your own value that other people will see it also. I mean, if you think about it, you think about your best friends, the people that you're closest to, your most important friends. Usually, at least in my I know in my own personal experience and most of the people that I know, when you meet somebody and you just feel like you were supposed to meet, you were supposed to become friends, there's just an instant connection. And what I found in my own life is that, I mean, it's possible there are times you, you go and you ask somebody out and they shoot you down for whatever reason. Maybe they're just not into you. Maybe they're just having a bad day, whatever happens to be. And then a month or two later or a few months later, maybe they're in a different headspace and you go at, you ask them out again. And then that time they say yes. What I have personally found is that you can get other people that you have to make extra effort for or you just maybe later on down the road you ask them out. But over the course of my life, I'm 45 now, the best relationships that I've ever had, the ones that are the most full of passion and the most full of love and sex and just ease and effortlessness always have come from when I met somebody and I knew instantly that they were someone special. It's something you feel inside you. It's something beyond just physical attraction because these are things I felt with people that I became my best friends in the course of my life. You just feel a connection. There's something other than physical there between the two of you. And it's always a lot more fun, especially like if you apply the things that I teach in my book and you get good at it and say you go out on 10 different dates. And if you have 10 dates and out of those – say you sleep with all 10 of those different women if you're a guy. 
and but you look at it and you figure only one or two of them are really easy and effortless where it's like you don't really have to try to keep the conversation going where they're just they're easy to be with there's no weird awkward silences they're excited to be with you you're excited to be with them those are much better those are much richer experiences than somebody that that's why I talk about my book if you, you go out like and you look at the attraction scale that's in the book if you look at somebody who on a scale of 1 to 10 is a 5 or a 6 on having a, what a first date experience with that person is like versus going out with somebody who on a scale of 1 to 10 perceives you as being like a 7 or an 8, that's going to be a much different experience. And when you go out with – you have enough dates with enough people, you realize – I'm not interested in trying to convince somebody who only initially perceives me as a five or a six as as to my own value or my own attractiveness or my own awesomeness or amazingness. Why? Why should I have to if I can if I recognize somebody else as being amazing and they don't recognize that same amazingness in me, I'm not sticking around for that. That's boring. That's not exciting. That's not in, not compelling to me. But people who haven't had a lot of experience dating the kind of people that they want and being dated by the kind of people they want who enthusiastically want to be with them, they're st- usually still doing the things that you see in the movies. Somebody's dis- disinterested or indifferent. They don't want anything to do with you. And then over the course of the movie, they just keep making the effort. They keep making the effort. If you look at like the love story of of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, the drummer from Motley Crue. Very famous. It was all over the tabloids back in the 90s. I remember seeing them in an interview and he called her like 30 times. 30 different times he called her on the phone and tried to ask her out. I mean a guy like that can get away with it because he was famous at the time. And what's interesting, his first wife, Heather Locklear, they ended up having the same dentist and she saw him in the lobby and she thought he was cute and so – she gave her phone – had the receptionist there when he came out. She left her phone number for him and he called and they dated. But after that, if you look at you know Pamela Anderson, I mean it's not so much that she didn't find him attractive. Like when you listen to the interviews, it's just it's, she didn't like his reputation. I mean he's one of the most famous rock and roll bands in the world at the time. She wasn't crazy about his reputation. She's like, oh, I don't want to get involved with somebody like that. But he pestered her and he was persistent. And that's a very famous case of where that actually worked. Now, the average guy trying something like that, I mean, especially after she tells you off, the next thing that's going to happen is the police are going to show up. And so you need to stop contacting that person. But at the end of the day, they had a passionate affair and it didn't work out. And like me personally, I've dated women that were like that. I dated and I wrote about a few of them in my book. A few of them where they either had boyfriends or they weren't really that interested and I would see them occasionally over the course of a year or two and eventually I'd go out on a date with them. But the reality is when you have to in essence talk somebody into liking you versus somebody who instantaneously has like a spiritual connection to you. A hundred times out of a hundred, I'll take the spiritual connection all day long. Way more passionate. Just everything is better in those kinds of relationships. And if you don't believe me, then just experience the things that I talk about in the book. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. I'm here to help you get what you want. But when you have enough experience 
and you date enough people and you have these kinds of experiences, it's a night and day difference. And I've done plenty of email newsletters from people over the years where they have the same thing. I mean think about it. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to feel like somebody else finds them sexy and attractive and interesting and desirable. I mean do you really want to spend your time with somebody who you feel that way about but they really couldn't give a flying fuck about you? No. It's like glorified masturbation or having sex with a prostitute if you will. So let's go through her email. She says, hi, Corey. I'm a self-made multi-millionaire alpha female. I have a hot body as I'm a former model. I left Hollywood four years ago and now in 2015, I'm building my dream home in the Hollywood Hills this October. Well, good for you. LA, it's a great place to visit. I would never fucking live there. I met an alpha male back in 2011 while in college through my classmate. She was his intern. And I was at the same trade show and she texted me to go see her booth at the show. I went and she introduced me to her boss. The attraction was obvious. He asked me out for drinks that same day and also we ran into each other in Hollywood nearly five times after that. So he definitely acted like an alpha male. He saw what he liked and he fucking went for it without hesitation right in the spot. He communicated his interest. In other words, he extended his invitation and she took him up didn't take him up on that just because of the friendship thing but from my perspective as a coach he definitely did the right things when he met her and she viewed him as an alpha male because of that he just goes for what he wants without any kind of fear or hesitation and notice that they also ran into each other several times. And you'll see by the time I get to the email that there was definitely something there that was mutual, but she was holding back because of her relationship with her girlfriend. But obviously they, the two of them liked each other. She says, then he added me on Facebook. I didn't say yes to him back then because that would put me in a drama ordeal with my friend as I am loyal. Now, four years later, I'm wealthy, self-employed, moving back. And I could feel I actually see him as a lover, boyfriend material for the first time since my college years. Isn't that interesting? This, this is why it's so important if you're a guy. It's just never burn a bridge. Even if things end, always end them with love. Even if the other person is like telling you to fuck off and they want nothing to do with you. If you leave the door open and you're loving and say, hey, give me a call if you change your mind. You never know. Maybe I mean this is this is four something years later. This girl's getting back in touch with this guy, and as a man or as a woman, you extend your invitation. And if the other person's not open to it, because you want somebody that's ready, willing, and able, and open to starting something with you, and if they're not, keep moving, keep circulating. Because at the end of the day, your purpose is not that person. Your purpose is to find somebody who feels the same way about you as you do about them. But when you get hung up on something, like if this guy had gotten hung up on this girl and kept pursuing her even though she didn't want to do anything because of the loyalty, a guy who values himself and respects himself and has lots of choices, he's going to be like, fuck it. I extended an invitation and she didn't accept it. Hey, it's her loss. You're going to give that gift to somebody else because life's too short. You're not going to wait around 
for her to make up her mind or to change her mind or for her conditions to be different because you want what you want. Your purpose is you want a great relationship with somebody that really wants to be with you and that can only happen with two like-minded people who want to be together and who both are available. If I were moving to London, I'd never email him but since I miss LA badly, I thought, what do I have to lose? What's the worst he can say? No. I mean he was into you before and unless you are gained a shitload of weight and haven't taken care of yourself, more than likely. I mean it's only been four years and you're obviously young. You're still in your 20s. I would think you still look hot if you're as hot as you claim you are. I'm wealthy, career-driven, a lover of life and he would be missing out if he passed me up. Well, she definitely sounds like she has a high opinion of herself. I'm the type of woman you bring home to mom. I just thought about contacting him two days ago. I sent him two emails this morning saying I'm moving back in October. I've been following him on Facebook and he has no wedding ring on his finger. So I sent him an email saying I want him no friend zone. I was very specific. Since I don't know him at all, I went to his website and found two email accounts. He has an art website and another business website and I sent my email to both accounts. That's a smart way to do it. But if you're sending multiple emails to one account, that is not that makes you look needy and desperate. But if it's the kind of thing, hey, you're going to be back in town, this guy was into you before, it's like you just extend your invitation. You couldn't accept his invitation four or five years ago, but now if the invitation is still there because you hopefully parted on good terms, now you let him know that you're receptive to it. The rest really is up to him. Being an alpha female, I always plan everything out. We met in such an odd way. I wish I met him in my private life. I swear I'd be knocked up with his baby by now, lol. Well, it's obvious she really liked this guy. And she's been thinking about him ever since. Anytime I see a man in my private life, I know what to do. He just simply confused me because of the boss of my closest school friend thing. I don't have a cell phone number or I would have texted him to come over to my house this October. I feel hopeless with two lousy email addresses. I'm not clingy and I haven't had sex since June of 2012. I am a relationship type. And I am completely healthy being single. I almost married an amazing alpha male back in 2009 and we had a healthy four-year relationship. I, I get dick thrown at me like rain is common to Seattle 24-7, 365 days a year. I have a bodyguard now because I have four stalkers. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Corey, I love my life and I never settle for men. I am going to wait a full week for him to reply to my email. If I don't hear from him by next Monday, what should I do? Since I am not clingy or insecure, I don't want to give him that impression of me. Should I write him on Facebook next Monday? Yeah, send him one more message. Send him a message on Facebook. That way you've tried the email addresses because who knows? Maybe he's got a company email. He doesn't answer that very often. Or maybe it goes to one of his employees unless it's something that went to him directly. I think two emails are enough contact. What do you think? Well, you're, you're contacting both email addresses. Like, I mean, I've had women that have contacted me. I, typically, what I see when women contact me first, I'll usually get some kind of invitation on Skype to connect, and then I'll get an email or a Facebook friend request or something. 
I've noticed that women tend to you, at least twice for whatever reason two seems to be the magic number. Two methods of contact. It's like that's what they try and and like one of my girlfriends that's that's how we met is that she she found out about me, heard about me, contacted me. And I remember we were talking about cuz she's fucking stunningly beautiful and she can get any guy she wants. And she looks like a fucking supermodel and I remember we were talking about it after we were dating. She said yeah, I figured what the hell? You know, what's the worst that can happen? You just you ignore me or maybe you have a girlfriend. It's like she didn't know at the time. But it's like she took the risk. She just extended an invitation. That's all it really is. And if you're a guy asking a girl out, you extend the invitation. And if she doesn't enthusiastically accept it, keep moving, keep circling. Because at the end of the day, you want somebody to love you and you want somebody that you can love. But if the other person's not excited about your invitation, why stick around? Why, why try to change their fucking mind? If they don't see your value right away, you're fucking out of there because to get hung up on them is going to get in the way of you achieving your objective, which is having a great relationship. I think he may have a girlfriend and I definitely know that there is no marriage. Yes, I am prepared for rejection but I don't want to look annoying with tons of emails. My biggest fear is scaring him off. That's why I got this brilliant idea to email you. So I don't do anything stupid, lol. Corey, you are such a sexy alpha male. If I were in Florida, you and I would have a blast. Where's the picture? You talk about how sexy you are and how a hot, what a hot model you are. You could at least send a picture. But like I said, I the only other thing that I would do is you don't hear from him for a week, send him a Facebook message, and if you never hear from him after that, whatever. Maybe he's in a relationship. Just leave it, leave it be. Don't send him one a week or two later and go, what an asshole. You were so into me four years ago and you haven't responded. I wouldn't do something stupid like that. I, I get emails from people that do shit like that. So like, think about it. Never burn a bridge. I, I learned that lesson from one of my high school buddies. He taught me that when we were in our mid-20s. And you know that was the story of how he got together with his wife. And they've been together for over 20 years now. They have a very happy marriage. They never argue. They have three beautiful kids. And it's really a great philosophy to have. So it's if you're single and you're looking to date, go through life and extend an invitation. And keep extending invitations until you find somebody or several people, if that's what you're looking for, who enthusiastically accept it. You want to be with somebody who really wants to be with you. But if you don't think you're that great and you don't think you're that great of a catch – Typically when people feel that way about themselves, what do they do? They get hung up on people who ignore them or who only reply once every four or five emails. And they're just like, oh, I just need to, the right pickup line. I just need to say the right thing. I just got to bring up the right conversation. It's just got to be the right timing. It doesn't matter. All you owe the world is to communicate your interest, extend your invitation and let the chips fall where they may. And that's all you can do because otherwise you end up running the risk of developing an unhealthy attachment. I've done plenty of emails from men and women who are carrying on these emotional delusional affairs in their mind over many years and they completely take themselves out of the dating and relationship game. It's just a bad way to go. I mean I wrote about that in my book. I did that a lot in my early 20s but I didn't know any better because I had seen it on TV. I would seen it in the movies so much. It's just a bad way to go. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to go to my website, click the products tab on any screen 
on any page of my website and either book phone coaching or email coaching or Skype coaching. And I will talk to you soon.